pray. They don't want to address the issue. And then it keeps, it goes on and on and on. I always remember Apostle saying, if you go to bed at night and you face one side of the bed and the other partner face the other side, the devil will come in the middle. And it will be hard for you to let him go. That's what happens. You know, I must say to you that I have been silly myself, you know, years back when I was upset. So upset, I don't know how to, I was ignorant. If I know what I know now, of course, those things will not happen. I got to the extent of making half the bed because I don't want my husband to lie, lie down on the bed. You know, it's so silly. You know, you put half the sheets on the bed. Yes, of course. But you know, I look at myself now and I have to laugh. I say, silly you. You know, pridefulness instead of dealing with the issue. You know, but just to give you something to laugh about, and I remember um, God loves us so much, you know. You turn that way, I turn that way, not talking to each other. Thank God for some thunderstorm that night. And with every thunderstorm, I jumped this way, he jumped the other way. Another one, closer, till there was no more space. Amen. Bless the Lord. We must just forget about being prideful, you know, and, and obey God, and we will settle every issue. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You see that marriage is sweet. And Paul advised that maybe we advise some people not to get married. But if you still want to marry, you will still get married in Jesus' name. Um... There is a question that I want uh, Pastor Fumi to read to us, although that question will be referred to the Apostle and will be phoning this person concerned so that she will be able to see myself or see Apostle as well. But I want us to read it peradventure there are people that are going through times and situations like that. <clears throat> so that you will just know that it's not only you that is there. And peradventure your your type of problem is not something that we can share like this question that is coming up then you can always arrange quickly to see myself and apostle okay okay so it's dated uh, 19th of march so that's last night if there is any other question if it doesn't get here before pastor fumi finishes we are closing the meeting or you want to personally ask a question can I have you, uh, could you please raise your hand, please? You want to personally ask a question? Yes. Assist, let me see you stand. Stand, please. Okay. So immediately, Pastor Fumi, if you come, come to this side, so that nobody will be raising hand. Is there any other person that wants to ask a question? Okay, that's another question. Is there any other person? Because if, the, if your question doesn't get here, before we, I'm not, we are not taking any other question again. So, could you please uh, kindly come here, please? You can, this is somebody's seat, but you can sit down there. Sit down. Okay. Okay, so dated yesterday. I really thank God for your life. I have been... I have been blessed today, but it has come a bit too late for me. I'm contemplating suicide at the moment, as I cannot divorce being a Christian. I am the father and mother in my house. Pastor, my husband refused to work since I met him till now. 
The worst is that he's now teaching my children not to respect me and helping me in the house, or to help me in the house. Teaching the children the way of the devil. I have to work extra shifts to be able to pay my bills as he's refused to do so. I'm no longer happy in my own home. Rarely I'm thinking of committing suicide due to the hardship I'm going through. No respect or help from a man I almost died for. Please, right now, we're not talking to each other. He cooks his own food, but does not pay any bills. Pastor, help me, I'm dying in silence. It's as if God has refused to answer and come to my rescue. Please help me. Praise the Lord. See that that question is a very, very big one. And that there are people that are going through worse situations. That's why this church, we have to count ourselves privileged to have such a meeting like this. Have our Father in the Lord, Apostle, teaching us everything we ought to know in marriage. You know, when two people fight, both have problems or both are in error. Amen? One might be bigger than the other. And uh, I wouldn't want to judge, but sometimes before we go into any marriage, we actually know our spouses. We know ourselves. You know that this person is a lazy man, but because every other person is getting married and you want to be married, that's what pushes us into such things. That's why I said sometimes it's better for you not to be married at all. You know that this man is a stingy man. Ah, if Abigail can take it, ah, I will take it. I have the grace. But it's until you are faced with that problem before you know whether you'll be able to take it or not. I feel so sorry for this person that uh, actually wrote, but it's not too late. Amen. Amen. You might think it's too late, but I have a message of peace for you tonight. Because of you, we are all here tonight, and everyone will leave this place to go and pray for this marriage. Seems we have not had the opportunity to pray, but just give us that chance to pray. And at the same time, the man of God will find a time. Thank God you left your phone number here. We will call you. We will visit your home. One of the things that God has used myself and Apostle before I got married is to settle marriage. And the grace is still there. And the Lord will help us. Through the grace upon our lives, if it's to go, sometimes we don't know why the man is not working. Because the man of God talked about the man that always like, what did the man call it yesterday? And no, 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 a man just gave it a name. No, 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 no. One man gave it a special name here. When I was uh-huh. He said there are some men that like to sit down at home and looking after children. So somebody said bonding. It will bond them. No, 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 no. It's not for the ma- it's not a man job. And Apostle said with due respect. So those of you that were not here yesterday, he said with due respect to those of you that like to leave your husband at home, making your husband lazy. And you, you the, this woman that has just written, you you will know that your husband is lazy before, but you felt you can't handle it. But now it's not too late. We will help, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, things will be okay. In Jesus' name. And whatever you have taught about your children, it will just bring your children to church. Keep on bringing them to church. They have a father here. Even if another person is talking 
something bad. After we have spoken to them in this house, the Holy Ghost will correct those bad thoughts. In Jesus' name. So, it's not too late. I come against that word, it's not too late. That is, with God, all things are what? Possible. So, we want to trust with you tonight that God is going to bring a change and you testify. In Jesus' name. So, we have another question. You know, marriage can be sour, I said to you, because it's especially when one party is, you know, that for, for a reason, you might be the, the one that is, uh, what do you call it again? Um, breadwinner. You might be the one that has money at the time, and you are bringing money, is flowing, and you are helping. It might be the woman, it might be the man. But sometimes it does change. Do you understand? And when it changes like that, if the other person did not manage it well, there is always a problem. So, if you are the one that is uh, kicking the ball and getting the goal now, you know, you can't miss it. You, you're scoring and scoring. Continue to score. And Amen. God will help both of you and put things in place in Jesus' name. Amen. And to those of us that are, going to, that are getting married in the future, make sure you look well. Amen? Because if you see a lazy man, don't, don't, don't go for lazy men. And if you see a lazy woman, don't go for lazy women. Lazy women too, they have their style. They are very stingy. They want to sit and collect all the money, all the doughs and everything. They don't want to go to work. They create something for themselves. Ah, it's too cold outside there. They do a lot of gimmicks. You know, there are a lot of lazy women too, as we have lazy men. And they sit down too. The Bible talks about them. They are lazy in church. They are lazy outside church. So the Lord will help us in this area in Jesus' name. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. I learned the apostles around. So, what is the time now? What time is it now? Eh? Ah, no, we'll come and close us. So, we'll, the question will. But let's quickly go so that I can run. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Some of us are going to wedding tomorrow. Um, the question says The Bible says God hates divorce. What happens to a Christian? Man, whose Christian wife decides to leave for over two years, can he remarry? I'll read the question again. No, the, the Christian man that uh, the wife left for two years, yeah. eh, can, he he, can that marry, marry? Apostle will come and tell you more about that story. You know, because Apostle is learning that in school now, so he's the real, real person. This marriage uh, meeting has been moved to 17th of April. Amen. Yeah, seventeenth of April we are having another gathering. Do you understand? And we'll be answering questions. A lot of questions will come in. So apostle will come and tell and this person as well, could you see me tonight? So that I can because in the end doesn't pay. Sometimes they will make you that you are working to be paying somebody that is not working. And a lot of women with due respect to women has put a lot of men into trouble and they they they, they, are, they are taking money from them like a Somebody was telling me the other day, may the Lord help us. And they are Christian, you understand? So, but of course we have to deliberate on that. But we don't pray that people will divorce in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Question, question, there is a question there. Take the microphone to the sister. No, go, take the the microphone to her. Because I see your dress that you are wearing is boneful, so I can't tell you to come here. Uh, that dress is serious. Uh, uh, but it's beautiful. Mr. And just make sure that you put something underneath. Uh, <laughs> that's why I didn't want you to come out because you should know. Okay. So sit there and ask a question. Okay. 
Um, what I wanted to find out is what happens with families where the parents have already divorced and through the divorce the family is sort of been separated and scattered totally divorced and they scattered what happened to a family that are totally divorced and they, since they divorced when you say the family scattered how old are the children your age yeah. and what's, what's in the divorce process let's say if parents say okay you pick this side which side you want to come in you don't want to pick and then in between the divorce is so messy you sort of try to be impartial but after the divorce mm. the stain of their and all the confusion what happens you know because for example for me what i worry about is when i saw how bad their divorce was it sort of puts me in a bit of a fear to even want to go into that situation because you just see how people change mm. when everything is falling apart mm. and they tell lies as well exactly you know like there is an adage that said when two elephants fight the children suffer that's the grass that is the grass is the one that we suffer i'm happy that you are older ah. <laughs> please take this away because <laughs> sorry please take this away <laughs> Which TV is that? Turn the sound off. Anyway, we don't want to. Oh Lord, it's affecting me because. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, sorry. You know what I will advise? How many of if you don't mind me, because at least it will help some of the people that are divorced. How many of you are in the family? Two of you are. That makes it very good even. And you are a believer, isn't it? I will advise that you don't take side. You must continue to beg both of them. Both of them are right in their own way and they are wrong in their own way as well. But that does not, should not make you to be afraid of marriage. God has ordained a man for you. Now that, you, if you probe into their lives, you will know that there is something wrong from the beginning. Only people, when they are crazy in the head with this law, the, is either they have told them that this marriage, you cannot marry because of social and so reason. I say, no, I can't deal with it. And by the time they go into it, there is a problem. And it takes only people that has patience or something to manage such uh, such a thing. So I really want you to be the angel. Do you understand? Don't take side. You have heard it tonight that you should be the angel. And uh, are you the uh, uh, older or the younger? You are the older. And that's, uh, that's the reason why everybody has gone to their different homes now, isn't it? They've, they've separated and, uh, okay. What I will advise, as I've told you, don't take side. Go apologize all the time. Let me quickly chip this in for you. So that you'll be able to... My, my didn't get into this case of divorce. My parents loved themselves. Seriously. My father and my mother. Even though they were not Christian. My mom gave... Uh, are, they, are, are they both believers? Okay. My parents are not believers. You know. But they love themselves. And my mother is... Uh, a jewel. You know. Or whatever you want to call. But because of the influence of family... I don't know the influence of this 
the family and friends. Okay, because of the influence of family, my mom was giving everything. Yes, my mom was giving everything into this marriage. And the family thought is my dad. And my dad is a quiet one, doesn't talk. But because my mom was giving everything, gave money, gave, you know, and the family were thinking, oh, uh, my mom is eating the man's money. You know how family will come and they create trouble all the time. So after a while, my mom didn't tell us this. But we know that my mom has money more than my dad. My mom, she's a businesswoman and she goes to give us anything that we want. But my dad doesn't have money and he will tell us, I don't have money. You know, I'm working with uh, 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 the council. Your mom is a businesswoman and she's helping in this house. He doesn't uh, hide it from us. But when third party comes and they see the lifestyle we are living, they think my dad is everywhere. But when it got to my mom here, my mom have now has to move out of the house 1978. We are 10. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And I have always, you know, been myself the way I am. And when my mom moved out of the house, she didn't tell anybody. She didn't take nothing. And she went to resettle in another place, started her business, and her business was flourishing. But all what I did at that time, because everybody was looking at me that, you know, I'm always, I'm not the senior, I'm the fourth. But they know that I can, I can move anything. And I decided to go and look for my mom, where my mom was at that time and tried to apologize plead with my mom that was the time that my mom was really coming up with all these dangerous things that we do not know how families will come to the house how we think they love us and all the rest that's why now to me sometimes anyway let me not talk to that side do you understand saying sometimes family are very bad they they, they, they are some bad family that influence badly that some that influence very good as well and then with that i have to go to my mom keep on apologizing begging my mom because now I want to get married. And with uh, marrying, the people I'm going to marry, they have tight family, very beautiful family. And they use it to abuse you in my own time. When you go and uh, when your mother divorces, when they want to marry, say, hey, which we divorce, don't marry from that family or they are divorcee in that place. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, and I'm marrying a, in a Christian home, that they, because I've been going to the home, I've been seeing the way they love themselves and everything, and I want this type of home too. Do you understand? So I have to really go and apologize to my mom. Ask a lot of people now that we know the truth. Because before, I was really taking side. I went to my dad. I said to my dad, I said, look, if you want a woman tomorrow, why should my mom do that? I will marry for you. What is it? Is it money? You know, sometimes we don't know. But when my mom told me, then I knew that it's not a matter of money. But you know what my dad did? My dad was very wise. And I understood on the day that my dad died. My dad called me and said, ah, he's not wife. Your mom is very good. If you can beg your mom to come back. Do you see that simplicity? And I'm bragging and making mouth, you know, taking side. So, but the moment my dad confessed that, and I went to my mom, I apologized. We did everything. My mom did not. When my husband joined me, now that I have to marry, we have to now go and be begging so that she will come to the house before my marriage. And... To God be the glory. My mom came back before my marriage. So that they don't use that to talk. Because my mom is a nice woman. But because of stress. It has to be like that. So what I will advise you. Is to make sure that. When you go to your dad. Don't talk your mom down. Just say mom is a very nice woman. 
I don't know the cause of these things. And get some scriptures and use it to establish nice things between them. Because what you are talking about, in the future, Jesus dies. Because of that first love, when you begin to pray for them, they will come back together. You'll be shocked. Do you understand? That at that time, too, you would have been married, your children and everything. And then you just say, ah, mom and dad. You'll be shocked. But we, need to, we don't need to use hot, uh, uh, hot potato this time because we are going to spew. Everybody's going to, you understand. But let's let it cool down and use the word of God to be encouraging the two of them. It's still hot now. Everybody will be talking, talking. But uh, the Lord will grant you the grace. And if it takes you to invite them to church, bring them to church. Do you understand? And they will come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think I'm going to give you a lecture on disputes in marriage. You know, how disputes happen, causes for disputes, of disputes, and how if two believers don't manage it properly, especially seeking the help of a properly, a real spiritual man, who is matured spiritually, how they could end up in divorce. Because when you were asked whether they were Christian, you said you don't know. Divorce doesn't make you non-Christian. Christians do divorce. Christians do divorce. And when Christians divorce, it doesn't make them non-Christian because the basis of being born again, the basis of being a Christian is salvation. Okay? But the basis of living together is collaboration. There are two different things. One of the things that can cause marriage to break is 1 Corinthians 7, verse 4. It says, The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Verse 5 says, Do not deprive each other except for mutual consent. Sexual, a lack of sexual understanding breaks marriage. Either you are a Christian or you are a non-Christian. If in a marriage the wife starves the husband sexually, what the devil will do is he will immediately arrange a woman that will meet that man just around the same time. And before you know it, that woman will be so enticing and so seductive and then the devil will begin to develop thoughts about the act, attitude of the wife and before you know it i mean i've counseled marriages where men fell into adultery because their wives deprived them for a while but before the wife recognized the woman has gone to uh, the man has gone too deep and the marriage you know one of those marriages it took real pain to bring them together and the same thing happens to a woman if a man deprives the wife. The second thing that First uh, Corinthians 7 tells us also, violence can bring a marriage to an end. And when we talk about violence, we understand the fact that violence is not just physical violence. There is psychological violence, there is emotional violence and all stuff like that. And the Bible says in verse 14, For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified. No, let me read from verse 13. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer, 
and he is willing to live with her on the look at the word he is willing to okay she must not divorce so that word if she if he is willing she must not divorce means if he is unwilling she could divorce are we together i don't want to put all the doctrines you have behind your head and let's look at what is written word are we together now because these things do happen to christians for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through the believing husband otherwise your children will be unclean and we talked about that yesterday how sexual immorality introduces demonic uh, manifestation into body so and this is what he's talking about here the uncleanliness is talking about spiritual uncleanliness that came through sexual immorality now let's go further but if the unbeliever of the unbeliever leaves let him do so a believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances god has called us to live in peace now if you look at that statement if the unbeliever leaves the believer is not bound okay because god has called us to peace so that scripture is the scripture that helps us to know that the purpose of i mean the the, the nucleus of that statement is because there's a violence because it says for god has called us to peace so what is contrary to peace is violence if the unbeliever is violent and the unbeliever decides to leave then the believer is not bound in such case the the believer can remarry the last thing i will show you here is this you know <clears throat> this is just literary but i'll help you understand also the language behind the writing it says some pharisees came to him to test him they asked is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason i want us to look at the question this is the pharisees talking to jesus christ and i'm reading from matthew 19 verse 3 matthew 19 from 3 to 6 you see, these people ask Jesus Christ, is it lawful at all? Is it allowable by God? Is it godly? Is it right before God? For a person to leave his wife for any reason and every reason. They wanted to, to test Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but, you know, out of testing Jesus Christ, you always hear the truth. Because Jesus doesn't address the test. He, address the, he addresses the truth. Which should be an attitude of believers as well. In trying to defend things you get into sin. But in addressing issues, you are balanced. He addresses it not because they should believe it or they shouldn't believe it. Either they believe it or not, it doesn't matter. I we together now. That's his very strong attitude of Jesus Christ. It says in verse 4, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the, the Creator made them male and female. Did you see that way of approach? <laughs> okay. I always love Jesus' when, when Jesus's method of um, answering questions. It is unsaid. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united or cleave to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So, they are no longer two, but one. So, what Jesus is saying here is that you can't divide one. If you divide one, it's dead. One person cannot be divided. 
If you divide one person, then you are put into death. So, as far as God is concerned, on, in marriage, the two have become one, so they are indivisible. So he answered that question. But he went further to say, Therefore, what God has joined together, let not, not, no man put asunder or separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses, command, did Moses command that a man um, give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus answered, now let us look at this. This is talking about distinction between perfect will of God and permissive will of God. Perfect will of God is what God has instituted. Permissive will of God is are things that man chose, but God allowed him. It could be to your detriment. It could be good. Alright? And he says there, why then they ask, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wife because your hearts were hardened or because of your hardness of heart. But it was not this way from the beginning. Uh, now listen to verse 9. Something is coming out in verse 9. I tell, you that, I tell you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, and marries another woman, commits adultery. So, it says here clearly, anyone who divorces his wife, this is Jesus now, I haven't told them that in the beginning God created them as, as one, not two. Okay, so they are indivisible. Then he went for now to talk about, well, you see, God permits your divorce, not because that is what God wanted, but because you wanted it. Then he now went and gave us what is called a principle. And this is a fact. It says, if anyone divorces his wife and marries another person, he comes to adultery, except for marital unfaithfulness. So in that scripture, the Bible makes us understand that marital unfaithfulness can lead to divorce. But let me help you understand. This is where now we theologians think this way. And it's correct. When they caught a woman committing adultery and they brought the woman to Jesus to be stoned. This is a woman who is a prostitute. Okay? What did Jesus say? He said, he who has no sin should cast the false stone. If you don't know this, you need to be reborn again tonight. <laughs> Believers should know about Jesus. He said, he who has no sin should cast the false stone. Now, what, is, what has Jesus established there? He has established the principle of forgiveness. So, as a Christian, if anybody commits sin against you, and he asks you for mercy, what does the Bible teach you? Come and answer me from that there. You should punish him. You should show him. Therefore, if your husband or your wife committed adultery and asks you for forgiveness, what applies? Forgiveness is not divorce. Therefore, we understand from the principles of Jesus' teaching on mercy and forgiveness that the, the um, context of what Jesus is talking about here is if someone decides to live in that life, okay, 
I have met a woman who told the husband that, look, I'm fed up of this marriage. I, am a, I want to be a prostitute. Full stop. Yes. She packed that load and get out. She wants to be a prostitute. So, what Jesus is speaking here, he's not talking about somebody fell into a sin. He's talking about somebody decide to. You caught a man today, he's sleeping with a woman. Tomorrow you caught him sleeping with another woman. You say sorry. The following month again, another woman is knocking your door. Pack your bag and baggage, Jesus says, and run for your life. Or you, you have a wife today, you know, he's left with somebody, you forgive her. A few months after, she's, he's left with somebody else, you forgive her. Another uh, six months after, you saw her locking with another man. This is what Jesus is talking about. Somebody who had decided to go into the act of sin. And that is not just adultery. If anybody had decided to go into the act of sin, you committed it today, a few weeks, months after, you did the same thing. Yeah, one, two years after you did the same thing. That is beyond any human ability. And it is because of your safety and my safety that Jesus was saying this. Apart from the fact that we know that sexual immorality defies the temple and it contaminates the spirit. But then if somebody fell into such, it's different from somebody lived in such or living such. Somebody cannot fall into the same sin twice or, you know, and then come out and fall again. No. That person needs help. Okay? And that is the distinction that Jesus is making here. You know also now that we are vulnerable to all manners of diseases that can come from the act of um, sexual stuff, which was not pronounced in the days of Jesus Christ. And so, Christians do divorce. And... We who are believers, the reason why meeting like this is good is for us to recognize that we are spirit men, but we are human too. Are we together? Born again does not stop you from temptation. Really, it exposes you more to temptation. Satan will tempt a born again more than he will tempt somebody who is not born again. That one is under his control. Okay? So, because we know that, and your flesh, you are not immortal. After salvation, your flesh is still your flesh. Your mind of yesterday is still your mind. Your attitude of yesterday is still your attitude. After salvation. So, now therefore, that is the reason why anyone who has accepted Jesus Christ must put aside whatever he thinks he is. When you come to church, you don't come to church with the mentality that you know it all. You don't know that's why you came. If you know, you will have founded your own church somewhere. And people will have followed you. Okay? So when you come to the house of God, therefore, God instituted the house to, for people that He has matured to teach you and impart into you so that you will gradually get over your humanity. Okay? Anger can destroy home. Pride can destroy home. Selfishness can destroy marriage. Christian marriage I'm talking about. Somebody who is not transparent. Maybe in their family they are always hiding things. He gets married. He will do that to the, to the husband or to the wife. The day your husband or your wife discover that you have some money piled up somewhere that he didn't know about. He's on the out already. Okay? So, church therefore is for remaking human uh, um, attitude so that the attitudes that are bad that you do we can show you in the scripture which you have never known before and then we can teach you to reprogram your mindset so that your mindset will be able to 
you know, change. A Christian whose mindset does not change, then his salvation is questionable. But husband and wife born again, spirit-filled, can divorce. They do divorce. Really, over the past 10 years, in your own days of Christianity, they have divorced more than the people in the world. That is the statistics now that divorce is higher in the church of God than in the world when it comes to the ratio. So, but what is causing it? Lack of knowledge of the word of God. You leave this house, you go to the next house, you discover that you are from fry pan to fire. And you can't come back. So, what is the word of God there for? What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Okay, I started treating this now. I think I'm in a better footing to treat it too because um, we're just taking doing the legal aspect of this in school. The Bible says God hates divorce, correct? Malachi what? Two words. Say Malachi 2.16. Someone say Malachi. Malachi 2.16. I hate divorce, says the Lord. And I hate a man covering himself with violence as with garments. Everybody must know it. The same God that hates divorce hates a man, slap the wife. The same equal hatred. The same God who hates divorce hates a woman, slap the husband. Before God, a woman who slapped the husband, a man who slapped the wife, is equal in gravity, in, in guilt of sin, with a man who divorced. Okay? So, therefore, the Bible says that. Um, the Bible says God, God, God hates divorce, yes. Uh-huh. What happens to a Christian man whose, whose Christian wife decided to leave for over two years? Can he remarry? I will give you the evidence of the scripture and that's it. What did I read to you from that scripture? If the unbeliever leaves... so simple it applies if the unbeliever leaves the believer is not bound if anybody decide to contravene the word of god as to leave the marriage according to the status of god he is an unbeliever in acts not in salvation i will talk about the law now it's an unbeliever in acts not in salvation I will together now. So therefore, the act that is corresponding to such act suffice. The scripture says in that first Corinthians 7 that if the unbeliever leaves, the believer is not bound, he can remarry. Therefore, if I decide to leave as an act, I'm an unbeliever. Because the Bible says, when we, we, we looked at that yesterday, a man who refused to provide for his family, he said his what? He is an unbeliever. A born again who refused to provide for his family is worse than an infidel. So it says, have nothing to do with him. Don't even eat with him. 
So somebody comes to church, confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is one thing. But by acts, you can be a, an unbeliever. According to the there are several scriptures that talk about that. The acts paints who you are. Therefore, if a person walks away from marriage and says, I'm no more interested, I'm gone, then the believer is not bound. But you see, if somebody leaves their fall, if you were married in law, you have to dissolve that marriage in law. But in law, if somebody is for two years, it's accepted in law that it's no more marriage. That is the law. It's no more marriage. So, but in the Bible, he doesn't have to live for two years. Once he had decided to live and he had left. Before you can establish short living, many people have been called, the family have been called, the priest will have been called, everybody has spoken to the person and said, I'm sorry, I don't want this marriage anymore. And he walks out of the door and he goes. Okay? So, the scripture applies that that believer is not bound. <laughs> well, because we are not in a law conference, I won't talk about the alimonies and all the financial settlements that are done thereafter. Oh, whether he can remarry. If the wife is the one, okay. Ah, that person should come and see me. That person should come and see me. If if your wife left you for two years, according to the law of England and Wales, you can you can begin a procedure of annulling the marriage, and that as well, you need to know what are, what are the likely um, financial liabilities that may that may appertain to you, that would depend on what you have, whether you have properties together, whether you have a family home that is owned by you, not rented or leased, you know, which is purchased by you, and uh, various other things. So that person should see me, we look at the legal way of it. But according to the scripture, if, if this woman is in England, if you see me and you are, you are here, I will call the woman as a witness. And talk to the woman. Because I cannot accept as a priest that the testimony you are giving me is the truth until I have sat you down with the person accused and you have both spoken. When I look at your eyes, I know who is lying by the Spirit of God. But then I can, I can now tell you where you are spiritually. Then I can now tell you about you know, where you may end up yourself. Legally. Well, we're going to stop here tonight. Were you blessed at all? At least I met you. Those of you who were not um, in the meeting yesterday, get the tape of yesterday. I'm sure you were blessed by what you watched today. All right. We have decided on the 17th of April, isn't it? That we're going to hold uh, another seminar. Because marriage seminar is not what you can hold just two days and it's enough. This uh, family is the, is the strongest fabric of the church of God. And that is what Satan attacks most. Especially marriage. Do we get it now? Marriage is the first thing. Then the family, children... After husband and wife, father to the children, mother to the children. That's why the church must have, uh, you know, seminar. I want to in our seven in the in the seventeen on the seventeen seminar. I will ask some some young ones. Those of you who have parents, you will talk to everybody. I want to know from you when your parents are currently. How do you feel? And you will be sincere. 
we will discuss it. I want to hear people that if you hear not physically quarreling, I'm talking about when there is an argument at home, there is disagreement between parents. How do you sincerely feel as a, as a child? And those of you who, if there is a violence in, in the home before or in the home, I want to know how you feel. Because, you see, it is good for people who are just married to know that when you are quarreling, you make the life of your family miserable. And the younger they are, the more tormented you expose them. Plus the fact that if a very young aged child grows in a turbulent family, that child will grow with some attitude that will be destructive. Okay? Which in your old age, you can't cast the demon out. In your old age, you will pay dearly because that attitude will have become enlarged. I will get that. So that people should understand that it is a selfish thing for you as a married person not to consider your offspring, your children, in anything you are doing. You have to shut up sometimes so that they, they will not know anything is happening. You have to smile when you are not supposed to because they are just around. And you have to learn how you can corner yourself with your husband or wife and really dig things out. Rather than washing the dirty clothes in front of the kids and, you know, getting kids to get to the school and they are retarded, you know, they are responsive, they are quarreling for no reason. All manners of bad things happen to children. But I want, I want to hear it. Okay? And then we will talk about real, real practical issues. Conflict resolution in marriage and, you know, various levels of conflict, causes of conflict. And how you can avoid those things. And some of you too, you may find yourself in a marriage where, in the practical sense, it does not work. But you have to die there. (laughs) Are we together? (laughs) Pastor Joseph, please come and take the offering and welcome all the visitors. Welcome our visitors now. Why are you all laughing? Am I not 